Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. of universal love or soul which ended last week we created 53 boxes of individually packed Thanksgiving meals for families this was a wonderful lesson for our children's church who participated in giving to families in need Reverend Kelly and the children's church would like to thank everyone 
for who donated in any way to this Thanksgiving Day outreach program. Second is today, Giving Sunday, which is our opportunity to show our appreciation and commitment to Unity of Farmington Hills by catching up on our ties and pledges or by giving extra as we are guided by God. Our Adopt-A-Family Christmas program is the third special opportunity to give this month. This year, we have adopted a veteran and two families, a single mother with four children, ages 12 months to 10 years old, whose needs are as simple as bras, underwear, and sheets. And a family with a great-grandmother, a grandmother, and a three-year-old. Because of COVID-19, we are accepting monetary donations by check or at unityfh.com donate to purchase their presents through Amazon. Please use Adopt-A-Family option for our online donations and write Adopt-A-Family in the memo line of your checks. And please make your donations by December 5th so that we can have plenty of time to order the gifts and get them delivered by Christmas. Let's help them all have a great Christmas this year. Yeah. Our Sunday fellowship gathering is canceled until further notice. The next Critical Conversations meeting is tomorrow night on Zoom at 7 p.m., which will be our last one until January. Everyone is welcome, and feel free to invite others to join us. This week, the Wednesday evening meditation service will be on Zoom only at 7 p.m. Next Wednesday, December 1st, we will resume both in-person and Zoom meditations. Come see our children's Christmas play, A Night to Remember, performed during Sunday service on December 19th. Come support our children and their families. Starting today, rehearsals will be every Sunday after service at 11 a.m. for approximately one hour. I'm really looking forward to that. To stay abreast of our weekly activities, our upcoming events, and our outreach resources, please visit our website, unityfh.com, or read through our weekly newsletter, which is emailed every Friday. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter and email blasts on our website at the bottom of our homepage. To schedule an appointment with Reverend Kelly or for prayer, please email Reverend Kelly at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call 248-737-9191. Her office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 4 and Wednesdays from 11 to 5. Prayer requests may be placed in the prayer box on the counter across from the sanctuary or emailed to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Our prayer chaplains are Roxanne Berry, Eileen Lindbergh, and Lynette Kelly. <clears throat> we are so grateful and thankful for their sacred service to our community. This concludes our announcements for today. So now, as our music team sings, surely the presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer and meditation.
word comes from Acts chapter 20 verse 32 and now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace a message that is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified let us pray so I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath Just allow your consciousness to float right down into the center of your chest. And as you continue to breathe in deeply, feel yourself tuning into the peace, the stillness, and the calm within your very being, right in the center of your chest, which is your heart center. Knowing that every time you take a breath, you take a breath in of love.
allow your spirit within us to recharge us from the inside out. And so we breathe in love and we exhale, I release and let go. Breathe in love. Exhale. I release. I let go. And just for a little bit, just breathe in love deeply with every breath you take. And as you exhale, affirm I release and I let go. And just let it all go. you God for your mighty gift of love that is the very breath we breathe in and the very presence that heals and calms our soul thank you God amen and now you may open your eyes and so now let us affirm our statement of being together God is all both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. Now let us affirm our UFH growth affirmation knowing that it is absolutely working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. Now we're going to have our first special song. I don't want to be afraid every time I face the waves. I don't want to be afraid And I don't want to be afraid And I don't want to fear the storm Just because I hear the roar And I don't want to fear the storm I don't want to fear the storm
lonely ways Oh, I'm not gonna be afraid Oh, I'm not gonna be afraid And I'm not gonna fear the storm Cause you are greater than its roar Oh, I'm not gonna fear the storm
I remember when I first heard that song, and I was going through some stuff, and it touched me deeply. So I asked Nicholas last year if they could sing that song. And it's interesting, every time I ask, can they sing the song, you guys are able to do it. And it blows me away every time. So thank you. Thank you all. That was beautiful to me, anyway. Can we give them another hand? trying to buy time so I can stop crying. <laughs> oh, man, I sit there like, no, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> stop crying. So I heard this cute little story uh, from another minister I, I listened to, and um, he was saying that there was this young man who had taken over. He had gotten an Italian restaurant in uh, Rome right across from where the Pope was living. And he's like so excited. He wanted to make sure that he made these pizzas. He practiced making pizzas and the right ingredients, the right tomato sauce and everything perfect so that if the Pope ever called to get a pizza, he would, it would be the most, the most wonderful pizza ever. So a couple years went by, nothing. 10 years get by, went by, nothing. And 20 years went by. And all of a sudden, he got a call that the Pope wanted him to bring, make a pizza. And so he said, give me 30 minutes. So he gets it all ready. He's so excited. He goes outside to cross the street, and it's busy. He can't cross the street. And all of a sudden, he sees his friend, who's a police officer, and he's like, hey, hey, Luigi, come here, come here. Luigi comes over, and he says, I got to get this pizza over to the Pope, and I need you to help direct the traffic for me. And he says, what is it in for me? I mean, what's in it for me? So Antonio says, well, I'll give you half of whatever the Pope gave, gives me. He says, okay. He gets over there, across the street, goes up, disappears into the building. When he comes back out, he walks over to Luigi. He says, so how did it go? And Antonio says, it was wonderful beyond all I've ever dreamed. I'm so excited. And then Luigi said, well, what is my half of what, God, what he gave you? And so Luigi walk, Antonio walks up to him, and he goes, <laughs> He gave him half of a, a cross sign, <laughs> half of a blessing. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. <laughs> Be careful when you're greedy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So today is Giving Sunday, as we said, in the, as Donna said in the announcements. And I, when we were thinking about the different opportunities to give this month, I went into a brief moment of wow, that's going to be a lot, what are, what's everybody going to say? Kind of, just briefly, for a moment. And then it was funny because we were in the board meeting at the time and somebody else said it too, so I'm, they were saying verbally what I was feeling. And I said, you know what? <laughs> we're in a space of abundance. We're following God's lead. We're in a church that is a giving church that is prosperous as well. So whoever, whatever area that our church members feel to, lead, to give, they will give, and whoever can't will fill in. It'll all, it will be perfect. So, now this was a little bit ago when we were trying to decide on what we were going to do, right? And then as I have been studying with you guys through the Sermon on the Mount, we come up on today where Jesus is talking about fasting. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, that's the Sermon on the Mount. And the last couple weeks we talked about praying, and we talked about giving, and 
giving as a hypocrite or praying as a hypocrite. And this, today, we're going to be talking about fasting. And it's interesting because each time that Jesus uh, gave them ins an, an instruction on it, he acted as if they were already giving, as if they were already praying, and now he's speaking about fasting. And in chapter 6, verse 16, he says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. Today I'm going to talk about the importance of fasting. And I was asking God, okay, you knew where this was going to go. How is this linked to Giving Sunday? And so I, as I sat with that and meditated with that, I was realizing that a lot of us go through moments where we get nervous about giving. A lot of us have these fears that restrict us from giving righteously. And we talked about the word righteous several times throughout this study on the of the Sermon on the Mount. Righteousness means right relation. It means to be in right relation with God. It means to be aligned with God in every area of your life. That no matter what's going on in your life, all you see is the presence of God in action. No matter what you see in life. But when we act, when we have moments where we're nervous to give. Oh, where did it go? This is giving me an opportunity for patience. <laughs> like I said, God is always in every moment, and you find it. There it is. When we sometimes, and I know this for myself, because when the idea for me of tithing came up, it freaked me out. It freaked me out. Anybody ever had a nervousness about the idea of Hopefully that won't happen today. <laughs> I did. I was, boom, and hit myself in the face. Didn't realize how close the mic was. That's why I'm glad I have the kind that goes here. I'll just get a smaller one. But anyway, this is serious business, the fasting piece. And I'm going to bring it. God's got se several layers that we're going to dive into. What Jesus is talking about here is the type of fasting, because that in, the, in the Jewish tradition, there are certain holidays where Jewish people will fast. And one of them, which is one, the most important one, if I remember correctly, is called the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. I hope I said that right. Um, anyway, it is a day where there is um, repentance, self-denial, there are charitable works that they do, and there are, they, they pray and they fast at that time. So it was already a part of the Jewish tradition to do this, right? But most of the people, not most of the people, a lot of the people, especially the Pharisees, would, be, would make themselves look so dis disheveled and so um, pitiful when they were fasting and so pious and so oh, I'm just sitting here, I'm so hungry, and oh my goodness, my, my body, you hear my stomach growling, you know, just so that they could get the attention and be thought of as 
being, what's the word? Religious. Pious. Thank you. Being pious. Jesus is saying that those people who do that, the attention that they get is the only reward that they'll get from that. So verse 16, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. Now, hypocrites means an actor being in a theater, you know, and, and, and being over the top so that you get that attention. Have you ever seen somebody who's been over the top so you can get their attention? <laughs> no, I'm talking about if they're upset or you talk to them one day and they're going through this and you talk to them another day, they're going through the same thing. You t and you give them, well, let's pray. And then you pray for it and then you talk to them again and they're going through the same thing. They're in the same spot over and over again just to get the attention. You ever know somebody who's like that? Well, <laughs> well that's what Jesus is talking about. In the, in the beginning of this chapter, he talks about giving in a way that to get attention. And then he talks about praying in a way that gets attention. And now he's talking about when you, pray, when you fast. And he's not talking about if you fast. He's talking about when you fast. And that is not making it a sacred experience, Getting, doing it only for the attention of people. That's not making it a sacred experience. It's supposed to be sacred. He goes on to say, I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. Verse 17. But when you fast, comb your hair. Wash your face. Come out looking your best so that people don't know that you're fasting. Verse 18, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Jesus said this over and over here. This is the third time that he's mentioned this. And he says that your father in private, your father in private, your father in private, your father in private when you give in a way that's not dishonoring God, will honor, will honor you and reward you. Your father in private, when you go in the, in the closet and close the door and pray, your father will reward you. Your father will see you when you go, when you fast, in a way that no one knows that you're fasting, because the truth is, it's nobody else's business but God's. That's the whole truth of it, that it's nobody else's business but God's. When you're caught up in the behavior of it, you've lost the intention of fasting. So what is the true intention of fasting? The true intention of fasting, and do I have Charles Fillmore's definition? I don't think I have his definition with me. Um, what it says in the dictionary and the way that a lot of Jewish, Jewish people were acting back then that Jesus was talking to was to, give, to not eat food, to abstain from eating food. You can still drink water, but to abstain from eating food. So it is a behavior that you do in honor of God. And the reason you do that is to take the importance of your, the, the consciousness of the importance of your focus on your body, off of your body, and off of those things that are outside of you, and draw the focus within you. Draw the focus within you. And to the point that even when you're hungry, you sacrifice the temptation to eat 
because you know that as you sacrifice the temptation to eat, you're putting that which is that he who is greater within thee, the God within you, you're putting that spirit presence ahead of your body, ahead of you, ahead of what you think your needs are. The truth is, Jesus fasted for 40 days without food or water, and he was fine. It is possible to fast as long as you're guided to when you're rooted in the Spirit of God. Because the truth is, it is the Spirit of God that created your body in the first place, and it's the Spirit of God that sustains your body. And as long as you're rooted in the Spirit of God, you will always be in a healthy state if that is where your total focus is. It is possible to live this life without having to be sick one day. It is possible to live this life without having to ever worry about how you're going to eat. It is possible to live this life without ever having to worry about how you're going to pay your bills or anything that you need. But it takes practice focusing on God. So fasting is important because you have to go away. You have to let go of the focus of feeding yourself physically, and you have to start focusing on feeding yourself spiritually, which means don't think about anything that your body needs in that moment and focus, everything, focus on everything that your spirit needs in that moment. Focus on your relationship with God. And at the time of Jesus' tradition, there, uh, all of the religions that I can think about have fasting in them for that very reason, to let you move away from that which is physical and totally go into that which is spiritual. And in the Jewish tradition, this was one day, but Jesus is saying, let's make it every day. Let's make it every day that you fast. Now how? By fasting from those things that you're thinking on that are false, that are error-based, and that are not the truth in your life. By stopping, stopping yourself from thinking and having emotions on those lower vibrational things. By stopping putting expectations because if your feelings get hurt, it's because you put an expectation on somebody else that they should have did something. Stop shooting on people is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be open vessels of love that loves no matter what. But the only way to truly be that way is to step away from the physical every once in a while, go into the spiritual and root yourself there, and then that's when you are fed completely the love that you are meant to be. Let go. Fasting means to let go of that which is physical. Let go of those things that are of human expression. And tune into because even though you're not eating, you're still doing something active. You're focusing in on your relationship with God. You're focusing in on the spirit that you are. You're focusing in on who you are, what you are, and what you're here to be. Does that make sense? I've tried fasting a couple times. As a matter of fact, <laughs> when I was in retail, <laughs> I didn't eat because I was so busy. <laughs> And then when it was time to fast, I was like, this is going to be easy. When I did it intentionally, it was harder than when I was busy. And see, I almost hit myself in the mouth. When I, then when I was busy and focused on my job, when I stayed, when I was at home trying to fast, it wasn't as easy. It wasn't as easy. Think about it. The world distracts us. Your body distracts you. Life distracts us. Thoughts distract us. Worrying distract us. Angry, dis angry things distract us. Things that are going on in the world. I was listening uh, um, to um, 
I don't know, the trial with the guy who shot people or whatever, he got acquitted. That can, those can, the news can distract you. We're supposed to go within and spend time with God in the silence with that person that is not even the person, that essence in you that knows you and tune in and have that relationship on a deeper level. I am intentional about this whole thing with my relationship. I am serious, serious, seriously intentional about this. There's another thing about fasting that's really powerful. As I've been researching this, fasting is very beneficial to the body because it flushes out the intestines and it flushes out the gut. And your gut, uh, most illnesses, a lot of illnesses have been found to have been rooted in, in the issues of the gut, which is actually your second brain. Did you know that? It's your second brain. It's your intuitive part of you. And if it's all mucky and ooky and hasn't ever been flushed out, how will you really be able to feel and be in tune with your own intuitive promptings and guidance from your, very, your body? You can't. When you fast, the brain kicks into alert. The brain opens up and, 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 and becomes aware of different things around you. When you fast, it's just like you're exercising. Your body even starts stimulating and burning off. Your metabolism starts to um, kick, it kickstarts your metabolism when you're fasting. Did you know that? Some of you wave, shaving your head, some of you aren't. So there is a benefit to fasting. The major part of it though, the major intention is to tune into the highest aspect of who you are. Do you really know the God in you? Like, do you really, really know who you are? Like, really think about that. Do you, when you're upset, do you really take the moment just as quickly to choose to fast from that emotion and root yourself back in God? Or do we run with it? The human inclination is to run with those lower based emotions. We are created to be heaven on earth. And the only way to truly be heaven on earth is to fast from those things that bring you down and replace it with the consciousness of God. And you can do it for however long God is guiding you to do it. Now this is the other piece. I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about those thoughts in our minds, those, those feelings in our mind, those stories in our mind that we're still holding on to for all these years that we need to let them go. Those stories are not the truth of who you are. Those resentments, those angers, those, that unforgiveness, any of that part that's held inside of us is not who you are. It's who you have adopted yourself to step into. But the truth is, you're created to be the expression of love no matter what, which is why Jesus says seven times 70. But a couple weeks ago, we talked about forgiving your worst enemy. Do you remember who the worst enemy is? You. You. Take a moment and gently close your eyes with me and ask the Christ in you, 
What do I need to fast from? During this Advent season that starts next Sunday, is four weeks before Christmas, next Sunday, ask, like just ask and feel it. What do I need to fast from? It may be a habit of feeling a certain way. It may be a habit of acting in a certain way. It may be an anger. It may be unforgiveness. It may be depression, sadness. Ask spirit, what do I need to fast from that I may give the best of myself to the world? And take a deep breath and breathe it in. And gently open your eyes. That's your charge for the next several weeks until Christmas. Because as you fast from that and release it, you will be prepared for Christmas Day. Christmas Day, we say, is the birth of Jesus and the birth of the Christ, right? But spiritually and metaphysically, it's the birth of a new vibration in the consciousness of Christ in you. It's the birth of a new realization of who you are. And you can't get there if you got stuff holding you down. Like an air balloon, you got to let it go. And you ha we have to go higher. We have to go higher. We're created to go higher. And you will not be fully self-fulfilled unless you fast and release it. And it's not fasting from it. You know, Lent, we let go of chocolate. We let go of candy. We let go of that stuff. And then once Easter comes, woo-wee, we go back to it. <laughs> the things in spirit, the things that you're told to let go of from spirit, when you fast from it, you're not meant to, to pick it up again. You're not meant to pick it up again. So let's affirm this. I release it and let it go. Together, I release it and let it go. Help me to fast from this forever. Together, help me to fast from this forever. Take a deep breath and breathe that in. Because the truth is, we created this on a human level, whatever it is that you were guided to let go of. And if nothing came to you in the moment, that's okay. It will come to you because of your intention. And breathe in love. Take a deep breath and breathe in love. And exhale saying, I release, I let go, I trust God. The beautiful thing is, the Father who sees the one that's inside of us, that Father is a capital F here. It represents the Christ in you. It's not a physical Father. It represents the spiritual law that you are. God is absolute spirit. When you affirm that you've released it and you step into releasing it, you will release it. I've had moments where I've tried to release on my own and I, I couldn't do it, especially when I had my lows in my depression states, my lows. I couldn't do it. You can't do it on your own. You have to fast with the help of God, and that's just the truth. So even as we let go of food and let go of those thoughts, we have to ask for the support to continue to do it. Does that make sense? Because for the, the, you are a sacred being. And I know this isn't a funny la-di-da talk, but I know it's the real. It's the truth of who you are. You are divine children of God. 
I am an individualized expression of God. Together, I am an individualized expression of God. I will release whatever is stopping me from being that. Together, I will release whatever is stopping me from being that. Now, how do you think your life will be is if when you release it, now I'm asking you for real, if you release whatever came to you forever, like tell me, how do you think your life will change? Peaceful. You'd feel better. Less stress. Happy. True vision and energized. Is that what you truly want? Like for real? So I pray for us right now, affirming that as we set our intention to truly fast from what it is that's blocking us from having those things that we called out that our life would be once we release them completely. That God, you are giving us the power, the readiness, the willingness, the understanding to release it completely for the rest of our lives and to fulfill it, to fill up that space with whatever it is that's a higher vibration that shines in us the absolute truth of who we are. And as we move through this process going into Christmas, God, we know that you will teach us, be us, and show us as you move and breathe and have your being in us how to move more freely, how to breathe more freely, and how to be more freely our being in you. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, I pray, and I thank you, God, for helping us step into a deeper understanding of fasting, how to be truly released and shaken from that which we're releasing and how to walk away free. Amen. I release and I let go together. Amen. Thank you.
is like a stone And I'm running far from home Reminding who I am When I can't receive your love Afraid I'll never be enough Reminding who I am If I'm your come down and we do a giving, you know, and the, the band plays, but we're not going to do that today because of COVID. But we are going to bless our love offering, and there will be someone waiting at the door to take your love offering. So we're going to bless it as if we are um, released everything that's blocking us from being in prosperity consciousness and giving freely, not just our money, but freely our heart, our mind, and our soul to the presence of giving to God. Does that make sense? Okay, so let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And you can do your, uh, those of you who are going to give online, you can go to unityfh.com. Um, you can do it by credit card, PayPal, or your debit card, or mailing your checks to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, four eight uh, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. <laughs> and then remember when you're making your purchases, on, uh, if you're doing purchases online, use smile.amazon.com. Link it to our church because the church gets proceeds every time you make a purchase. And they've been getting some money from me because <laughs> I've been doing some purchases for sure, for sure. So, and then there's a, I don't know what that QR code, we have a QR code now, 
that you can scan it. It'll take you right to the donate spot on, on our website. We, we upgrading, y'all. We upgrading. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's stand up so we can do our love offering blessing. We, you want to bring the kids down? I said love offering blessing. I meant our, I haven't had any sleep. I've been up. So um, our virtual prayer circle is what we're going to do. And what I want us to do, I want us to extend love to the children as they prepare for their play. I want us to just send love and light to them as they come down here. Our children's church has been growing. So rub your hands together so that we can, yeah. and rub them together so we can send love and light to them. And you just send out whatever blessings, affirm whatever you want towards them, silently or aloud as I do the prayer. Thank you, God, for blessing the children in this world. Thank you, God, for blessing the children at Unity of Farmington Hills. And the way you're opening up their hearts to see and be the expression of love and prosperity and giving, giving fully from their hearts in the creative way that you created them to be. Thank you, God, for the 53 boxes that you allowed this church to bring in so that the kids could pack them up and send them out to individual families. 53 families will be getting some dinners for Thanksgiving today. We are so thankful for you opening up this church ministry, opening us up to expand, and the youth program. So we see your blessings continuing to flow. We see every classroom filled with children in all the ages. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Amen. Now let's affirm our prayer for protection together. It will be up on the screen in a minute. Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And then we're going to, yay God and all that jazz. She'll be helping out with the children's church. So I just wanted to say thank you to her, too. Yeah. 
All righty. Enjoy your day. Thank you.